You're listening to Catholic Chicago on WNDZ 750 AM. During the next hour, the Archdiocese of Chicago brings you programs about the people, events, and issues that touch our lives. Welcome to Catholic Chicago. Good morning, Chicago. Thanks for joining us here on the Fully Alive radio program, which is the radio program of the Office of Human Dignity and Solidarity at the Archdiocese of Chicago. I'm Dawn Fitzpatrick from Respect Life Ministries, and my co-host this morning, properly socially distant from the beautiful state of Indiana, is Ray Pingoy. Good morning, Ray. Good morning. Socially distant indeed. Wow. Good morning. <laughs> I don't know if we've ever hosted together in this fashion, have we? No, I don't think we have. Yeah, it's, it's uh, this is something new to me. I can't see you. I know, I know. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's always kind of nice to be able to make eye contact with your co-host, but, um, right. but this is okay and it keeps everybody safe, so, so that's good. That's right. That's right. 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 So um, so this morning we have a, a pretty good show planned. Um, here we are early December and uh, so many things going on. Um, so this morning we're going to talk for just a moment. I'll introduce our coworker who's going to talk about um, immigration ministries and a posada that's coming up. Um, and then we're going to spend the rest of the show pretty much talking about uh, continuing our Wednesday morning catechesis um, on Theology of the Body. So, so. That, that's right. It, it's been a great journey. I cannot believe that it's already December. My goodness. Here we go. Yes. We're preparing for Christmas. Advent season. Advent season. So, okay. So with that in mind, why don't we go ahead and introduce our coworker this morning, um, all the way from Immigration Ministries and his home in Chicago is Miguel Salazar. Welcome, Miguel. Hello, everybody. Ray, Don, thanks for having me on. Absolutely. How are you doing, Miguel? We're doing all right. Uh, The best thing is that we're together as a family, me and my wife, my kids, and uh, healthy Mm -hmm. and just uh, able to continue one day at a time. Yeah, yeah. It's um kind of a different year, but we're almost done with it. <laughs> <laughs> right. The last the last month of the the crazy year twenty twenty. That's right. That's Thank right. God. So we've got we're like eleven twelfths of the way through. I think New Year's <laughs> Eve is gonna be very exciting this year. <laughs> Even if you are only in your own living room. <laughs> 
Okay, so Miguel, the reason we brought you on, you have a unique um, way to bring everyone the Posada this year. Usually we walk through the streets and we have singing and mm-hmm. we go through a whole um, a whole journey of like Mary and Joseph uh, being turned away at because like, mm-hmm. there's no room at the inn and people don't welcome them. Um, so why don't you tell us a little bit about what's going on with the Posada this year? Right, we're glad to. Thanks, Don and Ray. It's a joy to be on the show with you both. And yeah, I'm very glad to tell everybody about this unique event that we've been having for several years in Chicago. Mm-hmm. It's called the Posada for Immigration Reform. Mm-hmm. Uh, first, I think the key thing to understand is what what's the name, where did it come from? Uh, and the answer to that goes back hundreds of years throughout Latin America in the missionary period, when uh, the colonial period, mm-hmm. when faced with the great opportunity brought on by Our Lady Guadalupe and the missionaries and the indigenous people and the mixing of cultures, a lot of great things happened, a lot of difficult things happened. One of the beautiful things that happened was the enculturation of the Hispanic and uh, Portuguese and Spanish traditions into the lived reality of the Native American peoples the African peoples throughout the region. So one of the great things that came out of that was this way to tell the Advent story of Joseph and Mary looking for lodging. Mm-hmm. And that's where the word posada comes from. It means lodging. It means uh, a dwelling place. It means a, uh, a temporary place to seek shelter. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's what posada means. So literally... Mm-hmm. Um, when we say we're having a posada, it may be more accurate to say we're looking for posada. Right? Okay. We're going for an expedition okay. for posada, something like that. Okay, that's what all right. Mary and Joseph are doing. Yeah. Well, we say we are having a posada anyway, so that's. <laughs> well, you know, you have to you have to Americanize it, right? Even <laughs> so. Yeah. Right. And 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 just uh, practically, right? Mm-hmm. It's something that it's a tradition that's come out since then. So people dress up mm-hmm. as mm-hmm. Uh, one person dresses up as Mary, another one as Joseph. Maybe some wise men, maybe some donkeys, and they go from place to place in caroling, uh, caroling, mm-hmm. um, asking for posada, asking for lodging, kind of reenacting mm-hmm. Mary and Joseph's journey with the child Jesus in the womb. Yeah. A beautiful tradition, uh, and usually accompanied by vinatas, fiestas, parties after they finally come into the home that receives them. So that's the typical posada mm-hmm. takes place in people's homes this year is going to be mm-hmm. different for people uh throughout all the world certainly right. um and in our case in chicago it, we have been doing a posada for 14 years and this is the 15th year it's an amazing mm-hmm. an, uh, anniversary it's an un- unfortunate anniversary too because we're doing this posada in a public way we've done it downtown in chicago um walking around the streets of downtown Chicago, mm-hmm. um, we've done it in a public way to ask for posada, reception, dwelling, uh, shelter, legislative shelter specifically, for all those folks that are undocumented that find themselves in this country, uh, honest, good people that are looking for a way to provide for their families, maybe in, re- in seeking refuge here in the, the land of opportunity. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the... Uh, 
the typical that's the story of our posada. This year it's going to be virtual. Has to be virtual this year, online, and we're excited to share uh, some new ways we're doing things. Um, a twist, a twist on the old old way of doing the posada. So it'll be virtual online. So how is that going to kind of culminate? What's it going to look like? How can people be a part of it? Great question. So for our posada, we usually have it at 7 a.m. on Friday, on a certain Friday in mm-hmm. December. And that is a symbolic time, symbolic um, choice, because that's the moment of uh, deportations, of, of transferring um, folks that have been detained, mm-hmm. and that's when they're transferred from their detention centers uh, to the airport or being processed to uh, to be deported. So that's a symbolic moment for us, mm-hmm. um, and we put that posada in solidarity with the the community. So it's that in this case, this year, it's the 18th of December, and that's a Friday, okay. and we're gonna publish it at 7 a.m. So, folks that want to tune in, it'll be, you can check on our Facebook, on our YouTube, the Archdiocesan account, and you'll be able to see um, essentially a, a premiere of uh, the event at that time. Uh, it will be uh, pre-recorded, so there's going to be nobody on the streets during that time. If somebody that has been with us in the past wants to uh, is in the habit of coming and joining us. There won't be anybody there, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, and that's part of our twist, part of our uh, uh, adjustment that we've had to make, making a success. So, Miguel, are, are you still going to walk from location to location downtown and film it? Or is it um, more of a prayer opportunity and singing, or but not actually physical locations? Or how, how is that going to go? Right. Excellent question. Mm-hmm. We will still have, we have clearance to do a very small filming. So we have a very small crew of, uh, of volunteers from the community representing the immigrant community, just up as Mary and Joseph. And we will do the walk okay. uh, beforehand. We'll film it all. And uh, if you happen to be driving by on the day of filming, you might see us. <laughs> right, right. Uh, Somebody will be, hopefully. <laughs> yeah, but sure, certainly will be. A, uh, it would be a funny sight for sure because you see someone dressed up like Mary and Joseph I'll, and Max, Don. Yeah, and I, I was gonna ask that. I was gonna ask that Miguel because uh, usually during this pasadas, mm-hmm. you guys would have uh, uh, beautiful costumes. Mary's all dressed up, and, <clears throat> right. and and Joseph as well. So, will you still mm-hmm. have that as you're walking along? That's right. That's the plan for this year. To, again, to make the symbolic representation present uh, and it's a powerful witness in past years we've had a, a, over 200 300 one of our biggest four years we had 500 people mm-hmm. join us 7 a.m on a friday yeah. morning downtown chicago yeah. can you believe that we've done a it beautiful thing <laughs> yeah and you've been there i know yep, you know that. Yep, yep, yep. beautiful it's beautiful it is. and it's an inspiration to so many people walking by they say what is that what is this group mm-hmm. what are they doing mary joseph and if nothing else it plants a seed of curiosity of interest of maybe jogging those old memories maybe people that have been away from the church for a while and they see oh mary joseph christmas right you know making the connection to the faith that's the source of all of this ministry to see christ in each other absolutely absolutely Okay, so it's it sounds like it's it's going to be very very interesting, and I think even though we've had a very strange year, 
Um, there's been a lot of fruits in the technology um, that we've, has been available and making things a little mm. different and us being able to include uh, different people that wouldn't normally come out because it's cold. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's a cold day. And there's there's a mm. lot of people who would love to participate but aren't going to be able to come out and do that walk on, on such a cold day. So I would imagine you'll have a lot of different people that will tune in to this. Mm-hmm. I hope so. Yeah, yeah we're, we're hoping for a good-sized crowd. And the great thing is, is since it's virtual, mm-hmm. we're able to share it with people around the country and even right. with our network mm, around yeah. the world. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So then they can see we can be in solidarity with people all over on this. Certainly. Mm-hmm. That's um, pretty exciting. So mm-hmm. um, it's on the 18th of December on a Friday mm-hmm. morning at 7 a.m., correct? Mm-hmm. That's right. And how, right. how can people, if they, if they don't know how to navigate to the YouTube that you're talking about, how can they do that? There's a couple ways. You can follow us on Facebook at Pastora Migratoria or Immigration Ministry on Facebook. Mm-hmm. You can look us up on the Archdiocesan website. There should be a, a link, a poster okay. um, in there as well as time goes forward. And if you're on uh, uh, one of our subscriber lists for emails, you can get on that list on the Archdiocesan website, Office Human Dignity Solidarity, Immigration Ministry. Mm-hmm. And you can get uh, an email with the link sent to you Great. on the day of. Well, and I would imagine you're doing some advertising um, through our communications team. So probably if you Google it, uh, you might find some information about it as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. That's another way. So mm-hmm. so there's a bunch of different ways. Um, certainly, Miguel, what's a good email address if people have questions and they want to reach out to you or somebody on your team? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can send an email directly to me. That's fine. M, as in Miguel, Salazar, S-A-L-A-Z-A-R, at archchicago.org. Okay. I'd be more than happy to follow up. Great. All right. So just to recap, it's on December 18th at 7 a.m. You can tune in through Archdiocesan channels. Um, you can reach out to Miguel. He just gave you his uh, his email address. And, you know, we're all excited that we have a new uh, a new way to present the Posada, and we can include so many people in solidarity um, with our, our undocumented brothers and sisters, um, respecting life and bringing people together in the spirit of Christmas. So thank you, Miguel. We appreciate you joining us this morning, and it's, time, you, for, it's time for a break. So if the rest of you would continue to tune in, we're going to come back and start in on our Wednesday morning catechesis. Throughout our nation and our world, people of all faiths have recently been joining fervently in all kinds of prayer. They have found that coming together in prayer is a source of comfort and strength. In this spirit of unity, the Archdiocese of Chicago has introduced a call to prayer, a telephone line dedicated to prayer. If you would like to join with another person in prayer, call 312-741-3388. This line is staffed from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. daily with parishioners from across the Archdiocese of Chicago. These volunteers are here to listen to you, offer support, and pray with you. 
A call to prayer includes a 24-hour voicemail and email options as well. Experience this wonderful opportunity to join with people just like you who trust in the power of prayer. That phone number again is 312-741-3388. Let's pray together today. A Catholic faith-based education enriches both your mind and your heart. Academic standards are strong, and so is the feeling of community. 96% of our graduates go on to college. If you think a Catholic high school education is for you, keep these dates in mind. Registration is now open for the Catholic High School Entrance Exam, which will take place on Saturday, December 5th. Students should take the exam at the high school they hope to attend next year. For more information, log on to our website, schools.archchicago.org. Catholic Charities Celebration of Giving is underway and we need your help more than ever. Now in its 73rd year, the Celebration of Giving was started by a group of adoptive parents who wanted to buy gifts for children who had not yet been adopted. This wonderful idea spread at Catholic Charities and last year 25,000 gifts were given to people who would otherwise have nothing to open Christmas Day. Our online partners make it easy to donate toys. Gift cards are so appreciated by teenagers too. Gather your friends, family, colleagues, and neighbors and join this huge, awesome outpouring of kindness that is filled with the spirit of Christmas. To learn more, visit catholiccharities.net slash celebration or call 312-655-7401. Thank you from everyone at Catholic Charities. Welcome back to Fully Alive, the radio program of the Office of Human Dignity and Solidarity at the Archdiocese of Chicago. I'm your host, Dawn Fitzpatrick from Respect Life Ministries. And along with me is my co-host and co-worker, Ray Pingoy, all the way from the state of Indiana. <laughs> Good <laughs> so, morning. Yes, 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 yes. So um, again, we are going to continue our Wednesday yes. morning catechesis on theology of the body. So, Ray, why don't we kind of recap where we are sure. and what we've been doing the last few months. Uh, maybe quickly talk about what we've already talked about, because that's the way yeah, John yeah. Paul II would have done it. Um, and, uh, and then continue. How appropriate is it, though, that we just spoke to Miguel, one of our co-workers in the Office of Human Dignity and Solidarity, yes, and uh, talking about uh, Posada, it's, this is I, I didn't know that that uh, Posada really means lodging or, or mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. you know that whole tradition is just looking for lodging, uh, knocking on doors, uh, open up for for uh, safe lodging, and this is what we're talking about with the the theology of the body this time around. As Don mentioned, we're gonna do a little bit of review, but this is where we hope to land uh, for this uh, part of our catechesis: is that Posada, is that lodging, is es eschatological man where we're heading towards. Right. Uh, in our heavenly home. So uh, this is just, I want to just, we always have to make sure that we're uh, saying this as a disclosure here. Um, we're just scratching the surface of Absolutely. this beautiful teaching of John Paul II, uh, known as the theology of the body. We're just scratching the surface here, and we're opening, we've opened up how many weeks ago, how many months ago now right. has it been that we opened this up? Uh, it, was, it was nice and warm back then. Right, it was July or August when we started. Right. And we started we with original man. Mm -hmm. We started with the very beginning of the story. John Paul II reflects back and points us to that direction of, hey, wait, let's check out on uh, uh, of how God made us in a beautiful way. So we talked about original man. We talked about original solitude. If you all remember that, 
man was alone, but not just alone. He was alone with God. Uh, and then we talked, uh, it led us into that whole reflection of original unity when he, when Adam first met Eve, and just that whole uh, man does not make sense of him alone, but with woman, everything is is, is clearer in, in, in how they were made in a beautiful way, complementarity, um, and, and the way they God made us, man and woman. Right. And we learned that um, because... God prepared an other for each other. Um, yes. They could actually see God through that person. Yes. Uh, and, yes and, they... and when they, and before um, anything happened, right. they were able to clearly see God through the other person. Yeah. And, that, and that's a, a great gift. Uh, mm -hmm. And also a reminder for us that we're still able to, to see that. And this is what we're going to uh, tackle a little bit about today as well. We're still able to see that nothing, uh, it, it didn't end. Something happened, though, that separated us from this, which is the original sin portion of it mm -hmm. as well. Uh, you know, the, the way we, we are reminded by this theology of the body, by this catechesis uh, from John Paul II, that, uh, that we are made of a body and soul unity. Right. And unfortunately, with that grasp, that reach and that uh, grasping of that forbidden fruits, sin and death entered into this world mm -hmm. and split that. And uh, when, I, when I was learning about the theology of the body, that's one of the things that really captured me uh, about body and soul and the separation, the, the meaning of or, or the, uh, the definition of death is the ripping apart of body and soul. Right. And people, I mean, people today, there's, there's actually um, a heresy that a lot of people subscribe yes. to where they believe that we are not, our body is nothing but a shell to house our soul. Mm -hmm. And once the uh, death occurs, the soul is free. But right, that's, right. A, that's actually a heresy. And our church mm -hmm. does not teach that, does not subscribe to that. Our church teaches that we are 100% um, body and soul composite and that right. we, our bodies are just as holy as our souls. It, yes, and, and yeah, I've heard that many of times. Oh, you know, when, when someone passes away, oh, they became an angel. And as Don has mentioned, that's a heresy. Mm -hmm. We are human beings, body and soul composites. And that's what happened with sin. That's what happened when uh, uh, original uh, sin happened, and Adam and Eve reached for that fruit. And there was a beautiful harmony. Before they've eaten of that fruit, there was a beautiful harmony between man and nature there were no diseases i always get asked that question especially when i'm uh in a high school mm -hmm. they, they mm -hmm. always ask me mr ray uh, what is this whole god thing I, I don't get why a loving god would have children die of diseases and famine and, and i said yes but you know what it it was not so in the very beginning right sin and death entered into this world because of that original sin and we still feel that now the the disharmony the uh, of of uh, man and nature uh, mm -hmm. man and other other uh, uh, people right ourselves here uh, there's war now um, yeah. and then there's also war within man uh, the body and soul uh, there, there's there's uh, it's easier now to rip apart body and soul mm -hmm. we're so used to it that we're, we we kind of just shrug our shoulders mm -hmm. and say well that's what it is and lastly the the the, the harmony uh, between us, man, and God, we, it's harder for us to really tune in and listen 
and and uh, uh, know where uh, where mm-hmm. God is at times and it's in not this broken it's, part. It's not that he's not here. It's not that he's not right. talking to us. We just have um, more distractions and more barriers built up that, you know, in the beginning it was not so. You mm-hmm. recognized God in everything, um, or at least Adam and Eve did before the fall. They recognized God in everything, and they, they knew he was there. Um, right. But once the they ate of the forbidden fruit, it was harder for them to see him the way that they did originally. Yes, and and we can see evidence of this in the uh, the book of Genesis. Even after they've they have sinned, even after sin and death had entered into the world, they felt that shame. Mm-hmm. And in in, uh, in in what John Paul II says here, that shame has a twofold meaning. Mm-hmm. It indicates the threat to the value, and at the same time, it preserves this value in in an interior way. Uh, this shame that we feel when, uh, you know, when when Adam and Eve noticed that they were naked, and uh, you know, after original sin, after they have sinned, they've noticed that they were naked. They they felt that shame. It, it's a, it's a two parts. Uh, John Paul II says it, it's a uh, it reflects on that they see the beauty of how God made them, mm-hmm. and they veiled that. So yes, we feel this shame, but at the same time. That's a good thing. Right. And so when we look at our culture now and we mm-hmm. see people are more and more shameless, meaning they don't recognize the beauty of their body yes. as so much so that they unveil it. Yeah. And they they uh, disclose something that should be veiled um, on a regular basis without thinking anything of it. That That is not naked without shame. That's shameless. Mm-hmm. Which, right. is, which is completely different. God gave shame to them kind of as a, uh, a warning sign to mm-hmm. say, okay, you know better. So if you yeah. feel this shame, at least you know that you need to guard yourself a little bit. Um, and the reason that they wanted to guard themselves was because they knew that they had vulnerabilities that somebody else could take advantage of. And, yes. and unfortunately, nowadays, sometimes those vulnerabilities are forgotten and they, they let people take advantage of them. They will allow people to use them. They put themselves out there for use, which is what God built shame in for so that mm-hmm. you, so that we as, as human beings could, could guard our, um, our, our value guard, you know, that, that, um, that we have human dignity. Right. And before original sin happened, we're going to be jumping back and forth here because we want to make sure that we see the, comparison as to how life has changed after original sin happened mm-hmm. before original sin happened as as don has mentioned it's they saw adam and eve saw themselves they saw each other they saw the physical but they didn't just stop there they saw the fullness of the the, the full integration of body and soul mm-hmm. so it invited them not just stop at the physical it invited them to see also the interior parts of it, so that the soul part, they recognize the fullness of who they are. They recognize the unity of body and soul. Mm-hmm. Again, this is before original sin. Now we see that, and, you know, uh, Don and I have also given talks about the dangers of pornography, yes. um, and, and this is this is where we are now in this world. This is where we are now in this, uh, in this historical part, historical man portion of where we are, the broken part of history after original sin. We see this, and there, there's... Um, there's a break now. 
Mm-hmm. Now, now there's a, there's a tendency. This is concupiscence. Now we can get deeper into that whole part of concupiscence. Mm-hmm. There's a tendency for us to just stop at the physical and yes. just begin to use that person as just an object for my own desire, for my own use. And then, and this happens in a, in a lot of different ways. It's not just yeah. something something sexual. We're, I mean, think about how we use people sometimes just because we want them to listen to us, or mm-hmm. or we, you know, we we like to hear ourselves talk. So we'll just keep somebody listening um, and not give them an opportunity to share. Mm-hmm. Or perhaps you know that somebody has a car and you don't. Um, so you kind of befriend them just, just so that they'll take you somewhere. And then you forget about them once you've, you've been dropped off. You know, these are just small examples. Right. Um, yeah. But these, this is all that concupiscence. We have this tendency to sin, this tendency mm-hmm. to be selfish, even though we, we know that, you know, probably it isn't the way we should behave right. in most cases. Yeah. Sometimes we've, it's become just so second nature that, um, that that uh, using people is just the way life is. Um, okay, so with that, Ray, we need to take a break. So okay. let, let's pick up on that concupiscence when we get back, and uh, and then get a little further into historical man. Catholic Charities After Supper Visions program offers guests of our Tuesday night supper the opportunity to learn the art of photography. These talented guests who are often experiencing homelessness are offered disposable digital cameras and they work with volunteer professional photographers to learn the basics of taking photos. Then the artists go out and capture images on film of anything they find to be beautiful or interesting in the world. Their photos are amazing. Visit AfterSupperVisions.com to learn more about the artists and their artwork. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn, too. At After Supper Visions, we are developing film, talent, and hope. A Catholic faith-based education enriches both your mind and your heart. Academic standards are strong, and so is the feeling of community. 96% of our graduates go on to college. If you think a Catholic high school education is for you, keep these dates in mind. Registration is now open for the Catholic High School Entrance Exam, which will take place on Saturday, December 5th. Students should take the exam at the high school they hope to attend next year. For more information, log on to our website, schools.archchicago.org. Catholic Charities staff members work every day to end poverty and homelessness. We do this on a one-to-one basis with anyone who asks for help. We also work with organizations who study these issues across our city, state, and nation. The Wilson Sheehan Lab for Economic Opportunities, or LEO, at the University of Notre Dame is one of these research centers. Through our partnership with LEO, Catholic Charities has gained valuable insights into scientific evaluation methods that determine the most effective interventions to help people avoid poverty and homelessness. Along with our experience and compassion, trusted research is helping Catholic Charities offer hope and so much more to anyone in need. For more information, visit catholiccharities.net. 
You're listening to Catholic Chicago on WNDZ 750 AM. Every Monday through Friday from 8 AM to 9 AM, the Archdiocese of Chicago presents programming about the people, events, and issues that touch our lives. Thanks for letting us be part of your morning. Now again, Catholic Chicago. Thanks for hanging with us through the break. You're listening to Fully Alive, the radio program of the Office of Human Dignity and Solidarity at the Archdiocese of Chicago. And you are also listening to Dawn and Ray, who are in the process of a Wednesday morning catechesis on Theology of the Body that we started last summer. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but, you know, it could go for five years like, uh, <laughs> like St. John Paul II did it, right? So That's right. It really could. Um there's so much to it, and Ray and I study um, at Theology of the Body Institute in Philadelphia, um, and they keep giving us courses to take. <laughs> yes. What a gift. Yes. It, it really is. It really is, and it's, you know, graduate-level immersion courses. Um, and, and, you know, I, I remember when I used to uh, be the confirmation director at a parish, and mm-hmm. the kids thought, well, gosh, once I'm confirmed, I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. And I, right. I mean, I would say, I know everything. I, I know everything yeah. already. There's no more for me to learn. How wrong is that, right, Ray? It goes I'll, on. Yeah. <laughs> go, go, yeah. How, how, I was going to say how beautiful it is that uh, the title of this radio show is Fully Alive. And this is what we're doing with the Theology of the Body uh, Catechesis, is that invitation to truly live your life to the fullest. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Well, and you know, we were we were left at the break, and we were yeah. just starting to talk about historical man and the fact that we still have concupiscence um, that that certainly is our tendency to sin, even though we uh, may know it's wrong. Uh, we still have that tendency. It's it's that what the original sin. It's kind of like a, mm. a residue that was left on us thanks yeah. to original sin. Um, even though we've been baptized, and even yeah. though we go to confession, and you might be cleansed at that moment, but. Um, you know, your your that residue is still there, unfortunately. Right, and this is uh, the great evidence of that mm-hmm. uh, original sin. I was um, gifted enough to witness my niece getting baptized last weekend, oh. and yeah, as as you mentioned, Don, we are all baptized. You know, yes. I pray that all of us have that opportunity. But this is where we're entering into right now is that historical man. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we're traveling through. We're knocking on on different doors. We're looking for uh, the, our home. Well, essentially, and, right? And, you know, and, and historical man is a is a very long period of time. Really, yeah. this is um, yeah. from the moment they took the bite of the apple or the fruit or you know um, went into forbidden lands, whatever they mm-hmm. did, mm-hmm. that moment. We went from original man, which was so innocent and beautiful, to a, a historical man, which we're a little wiser. We've got um, the knowledge of uh, the difference of good and evil, right, which mm-hmm. they didn't have before that. We um, and and we have this tendency to sin thanks to that residue. Um, right. But it's been a long time since that happened. That was the our you know original parents. Um, yeah. 
And we're still in historical man. We're still living in that that time period, according to St. John Paul II. So this historical man time frame was a whole lot of craziness. And then Jesus came. And then Jesus came. And, and this, how beautiful, again, it is that we're celebrating this great uh, season of Advent as we prepare uh, to receive Jesus. And mm-hmm. this is this is why this part, this historical man, also really captured me as well, that uh, God promised something in the very beginning. The Savior will come. The, uh, mm-hmm. you know, the, uh, we will crush the serpent's head. Right. 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 Now here it is. The promise that God has has uh, has said in the beginning is now uh, incarnate in His Son Jesus Christ. Sure. Right. So so I, I always ask um and we offer this by the way uh, just a side note here we all also offer this to uh, teenagers to young adults we have some studies on this as well so if you're interested please do connect with us and we can start something up with your group with your parish with your school about this, opening it up, of course, age-appropriate. Um, well, and, yeah. and we do hope to have, you know, one of the Theology Body Masters, Christopher West, yeah. here. We were ho- we were supposed to have him here to do something um, beautiful called Made for More, and he mm-hmm. t- where he talks about the promised land and all mm-hmm. kinds of wonderful things. Um, but we've had to postpone that twice due to the pandemic. But we mark our words, he will be here with Mike Mangione, Yes. Um, and they will captivate the Archdiocese of Chicago with this message. Um, so keep that in mind. Yes. But meanwhile, keep that in mind. you can listen to us over and over again on, <laughs> on, on podcast if you'd like. That's um, right. <laughs> Diving into this, right? Yes. And, and then as, as, I mentioned, uh, as I mentioned already about the, the disharmony that's happened between man and nature yes. uh, and each other and of God and of ourselves, uh, this is where we feel it in historical man. And I always ask, the, especially when I give these talks to high school students, can we, can we hear God now in, in this part of the brokenness, in this part of uh, the broken history well, after original sin? It, you can if you work really hard at it, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, my, hus- and, and my husband tells me he hears God's voice often. Um, yeah. And that's the thing. And, and sometimes we need... Uh, we need to go to a place to make sure that we're surrounded by all these evidence of, of God's existence. We Sometimes we need to quiet ourselves. It wasn't as easy as how Adam and Eve had it, right? but we can still. But the reason why we can still is because of Jesus Christ. Right. Absolutely. And, and actually, one of the things that, that John Paul II explains is mm-hmm. that Jesus Christ came to earth to reveal man to himself. Yes. Oh, I love that. Yes. So we didn't know who we were. Our identity yeah. was so confused. A lot of people still have that problem. Um, mm. Heck, we all have that problem, right? You know, what am, why mm-hmm. am I here? What am I doing? What's this all about? Um, but yet we have this echo in our hearts of the way it used to be. This longing for the relationship that Adam and Eve had with, with God before the fall. And we know it's there, and sometimes we don't know what that echo is. We we feel it. We feel this ache in our heart. Mm. Um, but unless you really tune into it, and unless you really know what that ache is, some people start to fill it with all kinds of earthly things, um, and addictions, yeah. and they try they try to satisfy their hunger for Jesus, for God, with yeah. th- with earthly things, um, and it just never fulfills. And this is this I, is where we are, right? I'm always, I believe it's an 80s uh, love 
a love ballad. There's a hole in our hearts that, that can, can only, only be filled, filled by you. <laughs> yes, I'm and they didn't. Reminded of that. And they yeah. didn't know they were singing about God, right? Right. They thought they were just singing to another person, and that sometimes we unfortunately take that hole in our heart and we try to fill it with a, a finite person. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. And what true. and what happens when we do that? Just... Well, we crush that person and get injured at the same time. <laughs> yes, and then and then you think, well, this was the wrong person, and you throw them away. Which right. which John Paul II talked about, you know, our uh, our culture of death, our throwaway culture, mm-hmm. where you know people become like cell phones. What's the next and latest and greatest model? You know, mm-hmm. I yeah. I can get the latest iPhone and stand in line for three hours, and then I'll be satisfied until the next yeah. one comes along, until something right. better comes along. And that's um, that's ta- yeah. that's taking a, a person, making them an object, uh, and not realizing that they they are never going to fulfill what our hearts are designed to have fulfill that longing, and that's God. Right, and we have we're surrounded with that culture of of yeah, let's test drive first, and then maybe I'll commit. Right, you know, right. so that where we are, and and that's that's the thing uh, with this part of historical man. The best part about it is that Jesus Christ has come. Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ has defeated that sin and death that has entered into the world when when original sin happened. Jesus Christ shows us the way, and that's why we have that those great gifts of the sacraments. That's why we are called to to be baptized so that we can start anew, be washed away from that uh, washed from that original sin. Uh, and 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 have the courage and have the energy and have the the food yes for the fullness of life that he offers us absolutely and that's uh, that's so deep i think um before we try to tackle any of that which is a part of you know how we're how we're going to get from this earth to heaven yes. we probably mm-hmm. need to take a break so okay. let's, uh, let's do that and we'll come back and we'll just just dive into that some more Catholic Charities Celebration of Giving is underway and we need your help more than ever. Now in its 73rd year, the Celebration of Giving was started by a group of adoptive parents who wanted to buy gifts for children who had not yet been adopted. This wonderful idea spread at Catholic Charities and last year 25,000 gifts were given to people who would otherwise have nothing to open Christmas Day. Our online partners make it easy to donate toys. Gift cards are so appreciated by teenagers too. Gather your friends, family, colleagues, and neighbors and join this huge, awesome outpouring of kindness that is filled with the spirit of Christmas. To learn more, visit catholiccharities.net slash celebration or call 312-655-7401. Thank you from everyone at Catholic Charities. A Catholic faith-based education enriches both your mind and your heart. Academic standards are strong and so is the feeling of community. 96% of our graduates go on to college. If you think a Catholic high school education is for you, keep these dates in mind. Registration is now open for the Catholic high school entrance exam, which will take place on Saturday, December 5th. Students should take the exam at the high school they hope to attend next year. 
For more information, log on to our website, schools.artchicago.org. Catholic Charities staff members work every day to end poverty and homelessness. We do this on a one-to-one basis with anyone who asks for help. We also work with organizations who study these issues across our city, state, and nation. The Wilson Sheehan Lab for Economic Opportunities, or LEO, at the University of Notre Dame is one of these research centers. Through our partnership with LEO, Catholic Charities has gained valuable insights into scientific evaluation methods that determine the most effective interventions to help people avoid poverty and homelessness. Along with our experience and compassion, trusted research is helping Catholic Charities offer hope and so much more to anyone in need. For more information, visit catholiccharities.net. I heard mercy call my name. Hello, welcome back. Thanks for joining us for this last segment of our Theology of the Body Catechesis on Fully Alive with Ray and Dawn. And uh, we were just entering into... Jesus's, uh, you know, death and resurrection when we, mm. and how he came and entered historical man, our history. Um, and yet we're still not completely fixed, right? We're still not. Completely <laughs> yes. Uh, this is a, a great word. It's a fun word to say. Eschatological man. Eschatological. It's a fun word to say. <laughs> our eschatology. I mean, you might've heard this at church listeners, um, mm-hmm. the eschaton. <laughs> yes, and and, and I, I was just reflecting on this. What does that redeemed body look like? What, what are we going to look like in this part of of the uh, timeline here? Mind you, all of these things, right? What we talked about: original man, historical man. Now we're covering again. We're just scratching the surface here of eschatological man. This is a journey, and and we are reminded here that we are not of this we are not of this world yeah and we are called to heaven with god our heavenly father Mm -hmm. and so and just and just kind of a a little reminder to everybody um one of the things we believe as catholics is that Mm. jesus is going to come back after you know he came once um Mm -hmm. and then he and then he ascended into back to heaven um and saint paul tells us there's no buts about it christ is coming back for us and he's not just Mm -hmm. coming back for us to say, okay, souls, come on, go to heaven with me. He's coming back for our bodies. Right. Um, and, that you know, that's why we respect the body so much, um, especially yes. when someone dies. We we don't believe that their body should be cast aside. Um, we believe that it needs to be reverenced and visited and um, given a, a wonderful funeral. And uh, and and even if it's, a body is cremated, we keep all those ashes together and, and we yeah. put it in a holy place. Um, because we know that Jesus is coming back for that. This is our faith. This is our beautiful faith. This is what we're invited to and we're always reminded about. Uh, as we already mentioned, historical man, this is where we are. It's, it's a long stretch, mm-hmm. and we are called to this eschatological man. We are called to this part. And uh, as Don mentioned, we believe that Jesus is second coming. We believe in, we believe in that, and, and he is. And he is going to reunite our body and our soul. I, I don't know what that's going to look like. Right. You know, my imagination can just run wild with this. Well, but Jesus, Jesus actually gives us a, a little glimpse of this in, uh, you know, all these uh, great stories after his resurrection when yes. he showed up to his disciples, right? Mm-hmm. Well, he does. And, um, and we also know when he 
came back, you know, he he just went through a horrible death, a disfiguring death. Um, mm-hmm. He was he was ripped to shreds. Um, mm-hmm. And so we know, you know, our, our bodies go through a lot of shredding, so to speak, um, through mm-hmm. the years, whether whether somebody physically maims us or whether we just age. Um, but yet when Jesus came back, he still had wounds, but he was beautiful. Mm. Um, there was light exuding from him. Glowing. Yes. yes. So so what that tells us, and everything that happened with Jesus, he, as I said, he came to this earth to reveal man to himself. So he said, look, look yeah. at me. Look at, look at what happened to me. This is going to happen to you. Yes. His wounds were, were glowing, were shining. He was uh, physically there, right, in the yes. upper room when, they, when the disciples him. locked the doors because they were afraid, right? And, and yet they, they locked the doors, but yet he walked through walls. But at the same time, he was there physically. Right. He was eating with them. Yes, and it wasn't like, you know, if you ever saw that, that uh, 90s version of Casper the Friendly Ghost when the, the ghosts were all eating <laughs> and the food was going through their, bo- their, going to, their yeah. ghostly body and dropping on the floor. It wasn't like that. It wasn't no, like that no. because he wasn't just a ghost. He wasn't just a ghost. He wasn't just a, a, a soul. It was he was body, body and soul, soul. which is yes. what, you know, everything that Jesus came to talk to us about to show us that he show allowed to way. happen to him, he wanted us to know that was also could happen to us, was going to happen to us. Right. Um, whether, you know, we, we are also having to endure crosses um, and persecutions and um, even sometimes executions um, in many, many different ways. But we can rise up stronger and more beautiful on the other side. And that's that's the eschatology of it, right? Mm-hmm. Our, our body is destined to go with him and our souls and meet meet up in heaven. Um, that's, that's where we're, where we're destined. That's where we're going. Um, so we have to remember that this finite earth, this historical man and this period of time that we're living in right now is temporary, but it's, but it's such an important time. It's such an important time. Yes. So we should not uh, just throw away our bodies. So we just, you know, uh, we'll be free from it as, as we mentioned in the beginning, but no, truly this is who we are as, as uh, human beings. We're both that physical, you know, uh, the, the, uh, the uh, flesh and also the spirits parts um, of our of our fullness, right? So, right. Yeah. Well, and I was yeah. just, I was just going to say too. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, we have to remember that he also wanted us to uh, to experience some of this through his mother, who he gave to us as mm-hmm. our mother. Um, at the foot of the cross, he said to um, to John the apostle, mm-hmm. he said. You know, behold, this is your mother. Mother, behold, this is your son. And and that was also speaking to us as as a, as the human beings that mm-hmm. Mary is now our mother, and yeah. we are now her children. Um, and and also, you know, it was the 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 birthplace of the church. You know, yeah, um, yeah. He he married us at that point, which is another concept we could spend hours and hours. Right. On. <laughs> yes. Um, but. But well, he took Mary's body to heaven also, already. Mm-hmm, she's, mm-hmm. she's the first human being outside of Jesus to um, have her body in heaven already, before, before the second coming. Yeah. How beautiful is that? I, actually, I'd love to touch upon that, uh, Don, about marriage and family. Mm-hmm. Uh, but as you mentioned, we can. that's a, 
that's a whole, you know, another kind of a teaching as well. Through this theology, the body lens, we can really learn about marriage and family. Yes. Uh, I, I want to open this up in, 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 a, in a sense, closing off uh, this catechesis. Again, we can continue on with this, but uh, closing off this catechesis in what Sister Lucia mentioned uh, in that she said, the final battle between the Lord and the kingdom of Satan will be about marriage and family. Mm-hmm. But do not be afraid because whoever whoever works for marriage and family, whoever works in that that in this the sanctity of marriage and family will also always be fought against and opposed in every way. But don't worry. Our lady has already crushed up that serpent's head. Right. But he that's that's one thing about Satan is he hates marriage. Mm-hmm. He he hates women. Which is, you know, yeah. he, because of Mary bringing Jesus into this world through a human body, you know, all of all of this is is so crucial, so key mm-hmm. um, to understanding what God did for us. He decided to become human through a human. I mean, how, yeah. how what does that say about what He thinks of us? Mm, right? Yeah, and that invitation. And as we reflect during this Advent season of what uh, our Blessed Mother went through, of what St. Joseph uh, had gone through as well as the, the protector of the Virgin and, and, uh, mm-hmm. and, uh, and, and baby Jesus, right? Uh, it really is a deep reflection. It, it invites us to, uh, to see and to view and to reflect about marriage and about the sanctuary of life, the family, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and how it's being attacked now. Right, right. So... Um... But when Mary said yes to the angel Gabriel, she mm-hmm. was agreeing to become the spouse of the Holy Spirit. Um, and that's that's just a heavenly marriage for sure. Um, and then to become the mother of God um, through her body. Yeah. I mean, this is this is how important our bodies yeah. are. That we This is all God's um, message to us of how important our bodies are, how important we are, that he created us holy, body and soul. Um, I mean... Why would he create it any other way, right? Why would mm-hmm. he say, "Well, I'm going to create this junk and it's going to be messy and you're going to we're just going to throw it away." That that wasn't what he said, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and, and and when you really start to reflect on that, it gives you a, a little different perspective on on your body and how important it is, and and it's not a mistake ever. Mm, yes, yeah. It, it also gives us a, a great lens to that word that we a lot of us. You know, I myself included in this confuse all the time that word love. Uh, we we have to look at that word love and and, and see what it truly means. And yeah. Jesus gives us that that great example. Um, so, kind of circling back here with what we talked about in this catechesis, uh, again, just scratching the surface of the theology of the body, the study of God. How crazy that is that that we're studying God, something that we, our brains can't even comprehend. Mm-hmm. You know, it should really humble us in, in stepping into this circle, stepping into this holy place of theology, the study of God. And then John Paul II invites us and, and, ref, and uh, leads us in this reflection that there is a study of God that is revealed in the way he made us. Right. The way he, yeah, which, the way we are created. People get so confused about, you know, they're like how, I mean, there's actually also heretical thoughts 
that the body just doesn't matter. And how would you ever see God revealed through our bodies? Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. but that's absolutely what our faith tells us, that mm-hmm. God, God's revealed through our bodies. So Yeah. And, or, yeah, and I, uh, lastly here, and uh, uh, just thinking about this whole identity, like okay. we, that's what we started with. Yeah. Who are you? Who are you? Who are we? How, how did God make us and how beautifully we are made by God? Mm-hmm. Our, our actions, the way we act now, this is how relevant uh, this theology of the body is. The way we act now flows from how we see ourselves and who we see ourselves to be, which is really, we should really reflect on that and point to God. Yeah. We are made by Him. We are loved by Him. We are sons and daughters of, of our Creator. And and we were made to be with him in the next life, right? And Amen. Go back to that. Go back to that Baltimore Catechism. <laughs> right. Okay. Well, we are just about out of time. Um, so next time, maybe we'll take a special topic on this and mm-hmm. talk about it. But um, here we are entering the Advent season, or we're just at the very beginning of the Advent season. Um, so I would challenge all of you listening to really reflect on this time and what what are we. What are we in hope of in Advent? Um, mm. It's not only of Christmas, but it's also of the second coming. So really ponder that. And what, is, what does that mean? And what is your, what is, how does your body play into that second coming? So um, that's my challenge to our listening audience. Um, and also, uh, I'd like to remember the Posada is coming up on the 18th. And you can, again, relate all of that knocking on the doors um, about, you know, to also who, who are you and where are you trying to go and what are you seeking um, as as you walk through life and try to find your way? Um, and then um, next month, we're also going to be having a March for Life Chicago uh, and a Mass for Life. So we'll get into that in January as well. Okay. Well, thanks, Ray, for joining me from Indiana. All right. Um, yeah. And a special thanks to Miguel Salazar for joining us um, in the beginning of the program. And everyone, have a wonderful Christmas and a a beautiful Advent, and we'll talk to you in January. Join us every Monday through Friday at this time for Catholic Chicago. You can stream our programs live or listen to past programs by visiting our website, archchicago.org, and clicking on Radio TV. And please connect with Catholic Chicago on social media.